Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Serial, and not just any Saturday morning, a Saturday morning 10 years, well, let's be honest, 10 plus years in the making. This is the premiere of our 10th anniversary show of Saturday Morning Serial. What is Saturday Morning Serial? Well, for 10 years now, we've been talking about the themes of Saturday Morning TV, which we grew up with, and well... For the last 10 years, at least, we can track how they've been growing up with us. Welcome, everybody. It's me. I'm the one talking right in your face. Do something about it. I'm your host, Dan Grimshay, for the last 10 years, and no, you sound tired. Also joining me, of course, (laughs) are my good friends, Marky, who's been here since the beginning. Not a judgment call, just haven't been able to get rid of him. Marky, sound off. Let them hear you. I'm just doing the best I can. <laughs> really. And it shows. Uh-huh. Uh, also joining us, uh, though new in the grand 10-year scheme of things, uh, but also a longtime uh, co-host, we've got Jimmy the Gent Lazinski. Jimmy, I hope we have you. I'm here. Can you hear me? Test test. One, two, one, two. I also want to add in, uh, you know, I feel like good is doing a lot of heavy lifting on that friend's uh, statement. Uh, well, all right. We've got uh, at Time least a couple of friends and an acquaintance joined together to celebrate 10 years, <laughs> 10 years of this show. Where has it gone? Well, it's an interesting question because I've been looking back myself lately. I've been wondering that. Uh, and maybe it's best to track that through the projects we were looking at at the very beginning back mm-hmm. in... Ooh, the year of our Lord, 2012. 2013. I mean 2013 because of the law of 10-year anniversary being the 10th season. Anyway, you guys get the loophole. Yeah. Anyway, through all this time, uh, we first started. uh, Marky, what what was the roster on our first show? Oh, yeah, this is huge. So somehow. What is huge? Use use your... uh, uh, I'm not really sure how to like. Well, so as everybody knows, the original uh, official title of our show is Maddie P presents Saturday Morning Serial, and Ooh, uh, getting into the real fandom. Yeah, okay, yeah. Shay and I were this. Shay and I were uh, doing some segments, doing some bits for for Maddie P's Radio Happy Hour. We started to cover Comic Con for them, going back uh, 14, 15 years. Um, and we, we, we were booking so many guests that it 
the happy hour couldn't contain it. So Shay and I had to just kind of, you know, kind of break off from there and kind of start our own thing. And this is where we are now. And um, the very, very first episode um, of Saturday Morning Serial, the official one, was the called... The real one. The real one. It was called Space Command was the topic because that was the movie that we were uh, covering. And this is from our very first show description. Take some time this Saturday morning to remember your original happy hour. Saturday mornings as a kid, jumping on the couch with a bowl of with the bowl or six of chocolate cereal, turning on the tunes, ignoring the outside world, and working your way into a sugar hangover after getting kicked out in the yard by your parents. Wow, that's wordy. Join us at Maddie Thank P. Thank God Lunch. we have trimmed at least five or six words <laughs> off of that in the last ten seasons. Uh, join it us really at... really hums now if you're looking at the current show description. It's painful to read. Um, <laughs> join us at Maddie P., won't you, as we go back to those days with this inaugural edition of Maddie P. Presents Saturday Morning Serial. This week it's all about the upcoming Space Command movies that come straight out of the 80s cartoon template with interviews with stars. Here we go, everybody. Dean Haglund and Doug Jones and creator Mark Zakree. So um, Dean Haglund, as you guys may or may not know, was one of the lone gunmen in the X-Files. To me, that was a huge get. I was a huge X-Files fan. Ten years ago, the X-Files were still bigger than they are today. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? They were fresh <laughs> off of not being relevant, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Doug Jones was obviously huge then, and he's still huge now. I mean, the guy, uh, yeah. he kind of just won an Oscar because he was the the waterman in that movie that won the Oscar. Well, uh, that was probably about five years about ago, the, but you, yeah. Uh, you're talking about the shape of water yeah. that's more than five years. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but he I mean, was. I will say this for him: he, after playing a character in heavy makeup, which is kind of his trademark, uh-huh. on the huge hit FXX show, or maybe it's just FX. I'd have to look into it. But what we do in Shadows, after several seasons, while it's bigger than ever. They're now letting him play the role with no makeup, wow. no costume, no wow. special effects. It is it is so full circle for him. I'm so excited for him. What are you talking about? Doug Jones is on what we do in the show. Yes, he's Who been on it? it since uh, one of the first episodes. No, he's the Baron. Oh, <laughs> but but he's in makeup. The Baron's in makeup. He was until. Uh, just recently when uh, okay everybody if you watch the show but you're not okay. caught up for maybe some if reason you've watched, maybe if you've watched alert. Discovery he's Sirac, uh, unanticipated no, he, spoiler uh, alert uh, Nandor the uh, the relentless used one of his genie wishes to make the Baron back to his regular form which we had never seen on the show as a, as the most human looking uh, and so th- he now gets to play the character without any makeup or anything because of a genie's wish. I feel like we're getting in the weeds on this, but uh, I swear it's true. I think I'll the, die for it. If I may, the point is... Maybe I'm thinking of Cliff Robertson. It's, again, not important. The point is, Doug Jones was huge then, and I think he is, his legend, his IMDb, his resume... Like, it just keeps growing. This guy, yep. he's got he's one of the greatest of this, careers ever. 
And he's he's part of this. Well, let's not get too superlative, but he was part of the uh, Space Command mm-hmm. show. Space Command, yeah. Which, again, tell us where that is, Marky. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> and I think we were, you know, we were hoping just because of the names and the fact that, like, hey, let's bet on this. We talked to the the creator, very passionate man, yeah. Mark Scott Zacree. Yeah, that's him. If you want to look it up, I do remember him. Uh, started a uh, a go a Kickstarter for this show, mm-hmm. uh, which is up to hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I think he's now trying to still after the last nine years, and this is just an incubation period maybe. But we can't watch much of it, and you have to look real hard to watch any of it. Well, but they're he is trying to create an entire universe here, and that's you know it, it's a new IP. And not only were we betting on that new IP, Marquee, by the second episode, I think we were also putting our uh, our chips behind a little little uh, story uh, called Nobility. Yeah, and that didn't go much further. If at well, all. no, it went quite a long ways. We charted its course, and well, I, one yeah. day we'll get a real documentarian to come in here and. Well, I, I think the actual difference but... is so you can get the first episode of Space Command. It's it's available on YouTube. It's on the Mister Sci Fi channel. It's about an hour long. So they did cobble together enough footage. They did put together a uh, pilot is episode it... with some very primitive special effects. Oh, oh wait, I'm getting a, a message here. Oh, those were not primitive special effects. Oh, those, those were not speculative. Is it, okay, is all right. So it sounds like those are. It sounds like that's a finished product. Is it fair to say that this podcast has outlasted both of those products? Oh, by far. We've it is, com- but I feel I don't <laughs> want to take it that years. direction. Well, our stakes oh. are so much lower, but we've always championed for these little underdog projects, and a lot of them don't get made. And a lot of them mostly do. because it's a new kind of phenomenon. Yeah. It has sprung up from uh, the ability to use computer animation for all your special effects, where if you can get some C-list stars, uh, a cookie-cutter uh, script, and just enough backing to pay for halfway believable special effects, you've got a new genre. Yeah. And I blame this on like the old like Starship Troopers, which actually was... A great satire. It still it stands out in its own way. It was a great movie, but a lot of people saw it as, oh wow, we're at the place where we can make crazy alien space bugs in movies now. Let's show them getting blown up. And then you had a lot of others, I think, that came after that. Some some on the higher end, like that Lost in Space reboot back in the well. Uh, late uh, but 90s. hold on. Speaking of Starship Troopers. That's a Paul Verhoeven joint. It is Paul Verhoeven. Am I right? Marquis, did you get us an interview with Paul Verhoeven? Speaking of Starship Troopers show host. Oh. Oh, you're trying to. Oh, do you guys want to. Get. All right. Get. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I actually got to uh, sit down. I talked with uh, star Casper Van Diem. Aha, there he is. Uh, Casper Van not Diem. Not in, in 1997, mind you. Nope. But uh, here just recently. Was it. Was it 2007? Nope. No, it wasn't. Keith. Was it was it 2017? Was it 2017? No. Wait, hold on. Let me check my notes. Let me go five more years. <laughs> but I I got to talk with a uh, Casper Van Diem directly star 
Of, a quarter of a century yes. later. Of, uh, yes. Of one of I the mean, coolest movies ever, line. by the way. One of the coolest movies by one of the coolest uh, script based off of one of the coolest authors I've ever read. Robert Heinlein. This, right. uh, listeners, is actually an inside dig at me because Mark E. has now stolen, I think, three copies of Stranger in the Strange Lion. <laughs> and I haven't read uh, a one of them. <laughs> and he has not read one stitch of any of it. Uh, but nonetheless, Robert Heinlein, uh, creative sci-fi uh, and satire master. Well, probably master of other things, but, uh, you know, there's a limit. Uh, the parameters of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I got to talk to him, not for that, but for actually a very similar project just came out. You can see it on, uh, uh, I forget the exact name, popcornisle.com. Popcornflix.com. Popcornflix, yeah. Popcornflix.com. You can go see it. The, it's called Salvage Marines. They've got a whole first season Ooh. out they've been working on. This is a great example of, like, they actually have a decent script uh, because ever since uh, Thank You Very Much, Sopranos, now you have to. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it touches on a lot of things, but it is a, it, you know, a CGI-intensive, very immersive sci-fi action show not sure how to elevator elevator pitch it any better than that well and i think uh, they they were actually doing a lot of coverage at uh you got your space they also did a lot of coverage right. at the 2022 san diego comic-con they had a they had a panel there they had a booth uh castor van dean was all over the place um so you know this does count as some of our comic-con coverage if the comic-con people are listening um but yeah, yeah like this really is, is you can't yeah. ignore comic-con finally again. fingers crossed yeah and yeah. i think that's where a lot of these you know uh projects go i mean uh let me just take you back to 1977 when a little project called star wars was at san diego comic-con and nobody knew what the hell that was so star wars never heard of it star wars Wars, whatever. I mean, like that's um, you really don't know. Uh, you know, back then, uh, Comic Con was still held at the, uh, at the El Cortez Hotel. I don't know if that matters to any listeners. Could <laughs> or the, the but you were saying it could have been at the Cortez Grant. or Cortez. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to dig. I've actually never Cor heard it. Actually Cortez, said. Cortez, <laughs> robot, robot. I mean, uh, <laughs> what side of the border are you from? <laughs> So, yes, uh, point is, is that uh, when you're at like a San Diego Comic-Con or any of these Comic-Cons, you're going to see these booths. You're going to see these like these uh, you're going to get to see these creators in the very early stages when they're trying to promote, trying to generate funds, trying to find some kind of distributor. Um, so you just never know what you're going to run into um, or, you know, where that chance meeting is going to take, you know, so. Um, this is one of those projects. It does look interesting to me. I like Casper Van Dien. I'd like to know, to know more about it. Well, good, because uh, the, you're going to hear me later, apparently. I can already read the writing on the wall. We're all going to get to listen to the interview. I talked not only to him, but also to his uh, wife and uh, co-star in Salvage Marines, Jennifer Wigner. Mm -hmm. uh, so they got this out. If you want to do them a favor, go check it out. But actually, they were a, a lot of fun to talk to. And I was just trying, of course, as with almost all interviews you set up for me, Marky. Thank mm -hmm. you for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was trying not to seem like a fanboy, knowing that I was talking, you know, to Casper Van Dien, Starship Troopers. 
like the world's greatest jaw you've ever seen. That Casper. Yeah, yeah that that you really can't uh, you can't deny. Yeah, yeah. This guy is just it's like a just a like it's like a square, manly, awesome jaw. Yeah, yeah you just, could put like a lit candle in his we'll, in his we'll, mouth. He's yeah. a lantern. <laughs> yeah. Right there. We'll pause a few minutes while Marky finishes that. <laughs> yeah, let me collect myself because that is a handsome son of a bitch at Castlevania. Yeah. He looks wow. like a space marine to the point that he keeps going back there. Yeah. Uh, and that's why uh, salvage marines, uh, it's just a big part of that. Uh, the guy has definitely grown up with the themes of Saturday morning TV <laughs> like we have. And look at this, his. His IPs have stayed the same, just like us. Uh, as a matter of fact, maybe I'm, maybe I'm holding us back. But unless anyone else has anything better to say, let's just go ahead and listen to that. Bow, All right, bow, bow. Magic Interview Machine, give me a little Casper Van Deem and Jennifer Wagner. Meanwhile, uh, so to cut right to it, Casper Van Deem, Jennifer Wenger, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having um, us, Dan. We, uh, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a little look at uh, Salvage Marines already. Thank you for that. Oh, awesome. uh, you get to see the first two episodes. Yep. Wow. I'm not allowed to, uh, to, to tell anybody about it, but uh, that's all right. I can keep that pleasure for myself for now. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be Thursday. Thursday, everybody can see it for free on Popcorn Flicks. It's an app you can get on Apple, Roku, any smart TV, or Google. Um, you can get the the uh, popcorn flicks, and it'll be for free. I don't know how they make money, but <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of those popping up, right? Like Tubi and uh, a few others that are. I mean, I think there's a few ads, but nowadays, I mean, even some of the paid services have ads. So yeah, yeah more awesome. power to them. Yeah. yeah. And your and your checks have been cashing. <laughs> They're all. I've already been paid for it. I'm just doing all this press now because I believe in the show. I'm promoting it now. So, mm. so. well, and of course, uh, our 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 listeners will uh, will know you from this genre very well. Uh, do you have something for sci-fi? Oh, I I'm the biggest sci-fi fan. Oh, I good. Grew up, I grew up watching Star Trek and then Star Wars and. But I also watched Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon, Doctor Who. So uh, the sci-fi fantasy for me is, is just, I think it's incredible and I think it's amazing. This, this show is kind of like a throwback to original uh, Star Trek. So for me, it was a lot of fun to go back to something that was similar to me. And also, of course, it has similarities to Starship Troopers. Mm. That's a, well, I, it, it's hard not to in this genre now. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, that was one of the standards. So I, I appreciate you uh, recognizing that and having respect for it yourself. Oh, I, I'm so grateful for, uh, you know, there's, there's similarities between this show and, and, and Starship Troopers, Salvage Marines and Starship Troopers. The uh, similarities are, you know, the join up fighting, the, the death count is 80%. People join, join up only because they have to try to get rid of their life debt. They're born with life debt. They get, they hand it down to their kids. And I didn't join right away because I was like, I don't want to die. But then when my wife gets pregnant and we're later in life, I was like, oh, no, I better join up because I don't want my kid to have this. And, and then I discover, you know, some of the entrapments that are going on with the corporations and trying to figure out, you know, what's going on there. And, and 
So this, this character in this one was fun for me because he starts questioning things. He has a little bit more wisdom than maybe Johnny Rico did, who was just very much like, this is the mobile infantry, that's what we're good for. So it was very straightforward in that. And this one, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, I've been weathered and older and uh, maybe have a little bit more common sense than maybe my predecessor <laughs> uh, character. Mm, but you still joined up with some space marines. It's uh, it's like you just can't learn. But uh, yeah, it is it is exactly like I can't learn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, summer choices. <laughs> <laughs> and there was uh, you know, and I noticed you know the social commentary is kind of coming through right away, as you say, you know, dystopian world. People are born with inherited life debts and. Uh, uh, but then, you know, if, uh, if you're looking for action, don't worry, that kicks right in too. There's a yeah. lot, of, there's a lot of action in this. There's a lot of action, a lot of, uh, a lot of heart. What I liked the most about it was the, uh, relationships between the characters and that everybody wasn't like a one note. There's, everybody has little arcs that they go through or waves of different emotions and, and questioning. And so it is, it, it felt more real to me and, and the relatable, of course, to the, the debt that everybody and talks about, you know, just, you know, if you have kids or anything, you understand all that, or even if you don't, you know, just, it just was so surreal um, to, to be able to, to be a part of that and watch this. And then also on top of, we hired our, our friends, a lot of our friends to be in this. We, we got them on. It's one of those dream things where uh, they want him for it. And then he, uh, tells him, oh, my wife would be really good for this role. So I go in and I push. And uh, Sean Piccinino was from the beginning very supportive of me, the director. And then we were like, okay, well, I got it. Let's see who else we can get in. Well, we got it. <laughs> yeah, when I read it, I read it. I, I, I envisioned Peter Shinkoda in it. And he's Nobu from uh, Daredevil. And he and I have just been friends for a long time. But I was reading it. And I just, I, I saw him, so I called him up and told him about it. And he read it, and he said, "I'm in, Van Dean. I'm in. I love it." Uh, and instantly, like, kind of from the beginning, they wanted me to play his wife, and I was just like, "She's so vulnerable, and her her scenes are so much heart." And I come from a horror and comedy background, so I can do extremes really easy, but that like breakdown and be super honest and vulnerable, like it's it's a lot harder for me. But I was like, instantly, I thought of our friend Linata, who we've done two other projects with. And I was like, man, she would knock this out of the park. And sure enough, you know, I feel for me, even on the days watching them film their private scenes, him and Linata, I was like, it's just like it's this whole different thing. Like, it's so separate from what the rest of us are doing. And who he is with her is just so different than who he is on the battlefield. So I really enjoyed getting to see both of those sides of his character and getting to see Linata, one of my dear good friends, kiss my husband. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you asked for it, though. I did. She I did. begged. She goes, hey, do you want to kiss my husband? And, and Linata's like, yes. <laughs> and at the time, I hadn't read any of our stuff later in the scene, like how our relationship develops um, as people who are on the front line together because I... I do think, like my friends from the South and our, both of our family members are really in the military, like super military families. And I know that that kind of bond that you get with those people that you're there with, it's irreplaceable and no one will ever be able to understand it. So I love that that kind of, we almost die together all the time and it brings me him and Tack so close to each other from going through it. 
Um, and then I also like when Lenata was questioned about it at Comic-Con this weekend. She was like, I want to represent that wife of the military that goes off. Like, we're both in this. And I thought that was really cool, too. So there's something for everybody. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, uh, you know, coming from military backgrounds, um, did you, I mean, obviously it's coming through that uh, you obviously steamrolled the casting director and just brought the whole, the whole family in. We did. But we did. did you, were you trying to uh, kind of respond? I mean, I know it's sci-fi fantasy, you know, not, not our reality, but were you trying to make sure that the military itself was kind of treated well? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I won't do something if it represents the military in a bad way, unless it was a movie that was going to show something. But I, I couldn't imagine ever playing something that was disrespectful to something that I appreciate so much. If it's afforded me the ability to do this, to be an actor, they've gone out there and they fought and done the hard work so that I can pretend and make up in a costume and fake guns that I'm like them. So, uh, and I'm, his daddy would whoop him. Yeah, my dad would not like that. Yeah, he's not even one, and we're still scared of it. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, is this? I'm. A, I'm guessing you guys probably had to. I know we watch on screen, but I bet you guys had to actually do boot camp. Yeah, yeah, we did boot camp. Yes, mm-hmm. is that how they tricked you into it? <laughs> I don't think that was one of the tricks. They, they just said we we need to do boot Eddie, camp. Eddie Davenport, who was one of the body doubles on Logan for um, uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah, Patrick he, Stewart. Oh, he was one of <laughs> Patrick Stewart. He was one of Hugh Jackman's um, in Logan. He was one of his doubles, where the double fought each other. Oh. And so he ran our training sessions, and it was pretty tough. He yeah. he did hit training with the group, and we were out there, and it started pouring rain in Louisiana sometimes, and you had to just adjust and keep going because you didn't want to be the reaper that fell out. <laughs> so we had we had hit training us physically, and then we also had the uh, we had Marine tra- training us for all Isaiah. the tactical Isaiah. Uh, and uh, we had our stunt coordinator, Lee McDermott, who is incredible, teaching us knife fights and, and sword fighting. And then we had, uh, uh, and then we had, uh, we went to the shooting range. And we all shot guns, so we got to feel what it's like to shoot a whole bunch of different guns, so that they're not just, you know, because sometimes when some actors get in there and they haven't fired a gun, they're just they don't they don't understand <laughs> the the power of it. But to yeah. fire real live ammunition at a range really kind of gives you the. Uh, you learn the kickback and the way it feels. It was nice. I had I was missed anti-gun. I was like just horrified by them. And I'm like, okay, fine. This is my first time ever shooting gun. And I'm from the South. I shot it. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much I got fun. so into it. it so good. She was so good. I was like, uh-oh. Well, I, I like things careful. that I'm good at. I was like 98% accurate. And I was like, ooh, mm. I missed my calling. <laughs> Well, is that changing things? Are you out there actively looking for uh, more gun-oriented roles? Yeah. Yep, there you go. I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> very For our listeners, very, very worried look on Casper's face there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, – which now i got to ask you, Casper, if you don't mind, the, you've, you've had, you know, very physical roles – in so many other things, how many times have you gone through boot camp for a role? Wow. Uh, you know, I don't even, I've never even sat down to think about it at least <laughs> eight times. 
at least eight boot camps. Plus, I went through boot camps in military school. Plus, my dad ran them from age four up until I went to military school. He would run them every summer, and I would be a part of it. So he had me in little uniforms from age four all the way up until I went to military school, where then I was in uniforms, and I was in my own uniform. And then I was thinking I was going to go into the military, but I thought I'd give acting a shot. And so now I wear them in these these movies. But most of the year he's training um, just in case because he gets a call and it's like, hey, in two weeks we need you in a, in a, uh, just shorts and no shirt. You know, like so when you're getting calls like that, you try to keep it at least within the window of bringing it back. But what I love the story I love about him is he booked Tarzan and cut all of his hair off. The day he booked it. <laughs> the, day, the day before, yes. I didn't realize I booked it. I, 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 they had just made an offer for me for that. And and they go, well, yeah, they made an offer yesterday. I'm like, why didn't you call me yesterday? He goes, oh, because I was just going to see if I can get more money. And I'm like, he goes, oh, he goes, why? And I go, because I cut my hair off yesterday. And he goes, no. <laughs> they had to put extensions in me for that. But so. he was in optimal shape to do the rope swings and everything. He was just ready for it. They called him. He left. He was on it. So I, I thought that was pretty amazing because in my mind, I can't think of many roles that are more physically strenuous than Tarzan. Yeah, that's, that's, that one. Yeah. Pretty I haven't climbed a rope since probably 1993. Yeah, uh, yeah. same. <laughs> well, just kidding, because on Salvage Marines, they made me, but I did not do well. I was going to say, I just saw you do it. Yeah, yeah she did <laughs> it. <laughs> That's uh well yeah I get after this much time I would assume you could just put on a boot camp so good I'm glad to glad to hear you're still humble enough to sit there and take one from someone else yeah. oh I I appreciate it because I know that it physically gets you ready mentally and also there's the camaraderie there's yeah. these are certain things that you can't beat and I think that they all um, they add to your character and character development. I really love the relationships between these characters. A lot of these people were our friends beforehand and we hired them and, and got in. And then, you know, usually when you're on a movie set or a TV show, you, you become sort of like a family, some more than others. Well, this one, we were already a family and we just got even tighter. And so it was really powerful. There's a lot of, a lot of give and take and a lot of uh, improv. And it was just a lot, it's of a lot of leaning on each other when you're filming in the Louisiana summer and it's swampy and you're running in sand and you know there's like this much shade and we're all like together <laughs> trying to have a little shade and the helmets we had only breathe through the bottom between breaks we would be lifting our helmet and breathing and they would have to defog them like every <laughs> 20 seconds it was, it was, it was i was tough. wondering what the visibility in those things was not good, not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was it was challenging. That was challenging. Uh, Peter Shinkoda and I were older than a lot of the other younger cast, and we kept looking at them, and we would never quit because we were those first. Even students. when they all got a, a mysterious illness, went through the set when we were filming in London, the end of 2019, and we all came back and had an un, a virus of unknown origin, but we all worked through. So that, that was you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Back over here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we came back like we were filming in December, right? September. September. So we came back. Oh yeah, Prague was December. So we came back and we went and we all had that weird virus. And now we were all at Comic Con together, like, hey, I think I know what that virus was that almost killed all of us. <laughs> 
Oh, I shouldn't laugh, but actually, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I know a lot of properties coming out now had, you know, had to sit in some kind of limbo during the quarantine. And I was, I think one of my first thoughts was, uh, what if they went through boot camp and then the day before filming, it got shut down. (laughs) Six months later, they just had to do it all again. And then Um, then we had the COVID-20. Yeah, that would have been something else. I remember thinking that. I was like, oh, boy, I hope not. So, obviously, you already had done filming in 2019 before all that started. I'm sure it was slated to roll out much, much sooner than, than you know, this They Thursday. were hoping it would be, but it's, uh, you know, this is until Popcorn Flicks got involved with it. We didn't have, you know, I didn't know what was going to go on with it. And when they got involved, the, the Popcorn Flicks, Crackle, Chicken Soup the Soul team company, when they got involved, they've been so excited about it and they fed it off the press and they let everybody see two episodes. And so far the feedback, I haven't gotten anybody came back and said, Oh, that I didn't like it. Everybody so far is like, Oh, I really liked it. And I think it's like, cause a lot of us are, you know, the reason why we became fans were like Star Trek or Star Wars we, because of those old things. We didn't need to have the uh, most, you know, all this visual effects. We had great stories and stuff, but we still had enough where it took us away. And, and the stories are really relatable and I, I, the characters are relatable and there's a friendship. And I think that's what's appealing. But going, going on what you were saying is like about how you train. And so we had just started knife training with Lee McDermott because in the second half, my character uh, has to really level up and get really badass. So this is how badass I had started getting. If you can see. Whoa. Like ripped back. I was so excited. And then show. Two years of nothing. <laughs> yeah, we got to go back to boot so camp. I got super ripped. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, okay, we're just home alone. Only another couple weeks of this. Only another couple weeks. Couple, And it just kept going until none of my bag muscles are there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You can still shoot a gun. That's what matters. Yeah. yeah. And if they uh, call me season two, I just really need about six weeks. <laughs> no, I was I was going to ask. I, it's a it's a six episode series. It's coming out. Um, uh, it's free, so but listeners, you have no excuse not to watch it. Popcorn Flicks is where you can find it. Salvage Marines, uh, and word of a possible season two, even. Well, fingers crossed. It's up to you guys. There are six other scripts that we know of. So, and it's all based off of a book series by Sean Michael Argo. So there's, so there's a whole bunch of them. So there could be a lot more than that. It's so a, if you guys want, just keep watching till we go for like six or seven or eight or nine or ten seasons. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> just can't get enough boot camp, huh? All right. Well, yeah. it's your funeral. <laughs> uh, and that and that is coming out. Uh, well, by the time listeners you hear this, it's probably just come out. But uh <laughs> Thursday the 28th, I, July, uh, July 28th. And also, and I'm, and I'm curious, is this going to be one of those deals where we get one episode a week, or are you dumping the whole thing out for binging? Do I you know? the whole thing out for I binging. Know, I didn't even know. I think, I, 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 I just assumed that they're dumping the whole thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Ah, so yeah. it's a mystery for all of us. Yeah, yeah we, we said we were going to live tweet um, on the 28th. We're going to do like a, a live tweeting at our house with um, our friend Ashley, who plays Yvonne White, our friend Shane Graham, who plays Harold Marr, and his our nephew, Van, who uh, plays Young Him. 
in the series. So we're all going to live stream when the episode drops on the 28th. And some of the other actors are going to live stream from, from LA. LA. And I'm going to see if Peter is going to do it from Canada. Canada so yeah. we'll have, we'll, we'll have covered. We're going to cover it all out. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you guys, you guys do keep it in the family. The next project you're on, let me give you my number. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> One of us. All right. Well, I feel like I've, I've, I'm going into into your time now. You guys have been so gracious. Thank you for uh, letting me speak to you both. Thank you. Um, and before I let you go, though, I do have a one quick question. Well, a two-parter. But uh, here on the show, we're always talking about those old Saturday morning cartoons. When you would get up so early, fight for a spot on the couch, and pour yourself a big bowl of super sugary cereal. So I am curious. Did you guys have a favorite show and a favorite cereal? Did you do the Saturday morning tradition? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Okay. So, for sure, um, Ekman, the animated series, and Batman, the animated series, were my big ones when I was younger. But um, Care Bears, Transformers. Oh, oh you're yeah. singing my songs. Yeah. Transformers, definitely. You know, I loved Optimus Prime it, it, so much. Casper the Friendly Ghost, I watched <laughs> it a lot because it was me. Uh, I had to. Um, and Tarzan, I watched too. I was just funny because then I later became yeah, manifested. And, yeah. and we watched a lot of Looney Tunes too. And now you go back and you watch those and they're fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> there is some violence in there. Yeah. I'm like, no wonder I'm so weird. Like, <laughs> I blame it on Looney Tunes. <laughs> yep. There you go. But you're you're in it now. You're stuck oh, with her. And I, I wish you luck. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Oh. I now I feel, I feel, because I just usually say the Smurfs every time. I yeah, Smurfs are good. I always felt bad for Smurfette holding it down. Oh, that's true. That's true. Token female. The patriarchy in that village was rough. Yeah. It was. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, that's what it. I'm going to let you. Uh, you said the Smurfs. Oh, the Smurfs. Oh, yeah. the Smurfs. And what was your cereal? Mine was Tricks. Oh, tricks? Mm-hmm. Mm. I like some Tricks. I was probably, you know, anything with marshmallows, I was a suck, sucker for. So probably Lucky I'd Charms. say Lucky Charms. There you That's go. Lucky great. Charms. There you go. Hey, and he's wearing green. <laughs> yep. Lucky Charms. It's, it's still there. And my tongue is still some weird shade of pink. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to be watching um, Popcorn Flicks. I'm a, I guess I'm going to download that on my nine devices right now. Thank you guys all so nine. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch it on all nine. Hey, you got it. I'll, I'll leave it repeating. Yeah. Yeah, leave it repeating. All right, thank you. If it's all out thank there, you, I will try and binge it in one sitting. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Allison, do you know if it's streaming or if it's released one episode at a time? Um, I believe it's all at once, but I right. can't say for sure. <laughs> Well, then we made as good a guess as you. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be, you could be live tweeting for six hours straight, though. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> That's what he said, and I was like, I don't think we would do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I'll be on the audience, end, uh, and I'm really excited for it. I'm, I'm even watching the first two episodes again. Woo! Right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing it with me. You guys have a good one. Those kids are after me, Lucky Charm. It's really nice to be 
red balloon. I've made a clean getaway. Well, looky there. A shooting star. And it's heading this way. A deserted island. Well, at least I can eat me lucky charms in peace. <gasps> wow, the raw smell will be delicious. Oh, no, more kids. I've got to get away. But how? There's a big star-shaped hole in me balloon. Maybe there's an answer in me magic rainbow. Let's see. Moons, hearts, diamonds, stars. Oh, did I say stars? Magic rainbow, make a match. Turn that star into a patch. Take me away, star balloon. For the first time ever, it's a marshmallow inside a marshmallow. The stars in the balloon. Wow. Mm, that's what we play. It's the magical part of a complete breakfast. You, in specially marked boxes of Lucky Charms. <laughs> oh, a marshmallow in a marshmallow. Hold on now. Listen, I'm I'm all for America. I I absolutely love marshmallows and cereal. But a marshmallow uh-huh. in a marshmallow. How do they get away with that? Yeah, I mean, like on a physics level, isn't that just it's a the magic of Lucky Charms? I, I think it's the magic of Lucky Charms. You, you know, you, you can't take the magic out of. Well, Lucky fuck Charms, me! No I think you got it right. <laughs> you wanted an answer. I, I didn't say it was a good one. Anyway, well, I, think, yeah, I think Dan, what you do is you 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 carve out the middle of a marshmallow, and then you put in a different marshmallow. But just leave the marshmallow in there. Well, no, this is a different. This is a star-shaped marshmallow, <laughs> or a clover-shaped marshmallow, or a rainbow sharp. I, I mean, I could go on, but you get it. Yeah, but look, okay, you so, could go on for two more. All right, but even though, like, let let's just say you you have a bowl of cereal with the marshmallows in it. If you carve a star-shaped marshmallow out of a marshmallow, you have the star already carved. So you would just put it back in. So why do you got to carve it out in the first place? One would also wonder how you can Marketing. tell it's two marshmallows. Is also just more on a foundational <laughs> level, I'm thinking. I could tell you my marshmallows are three marshmallows packed airtight inside each other. <laughs> hey, some... Mine is, I have 69 <laughs> seamless marshmallows. Sometimes I, I can't even. Sometimes I can't even sit down because of my marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! No, Casper Van Dien, everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I do want to get to Casper Van Dien again because uh, you know the last 40 minutes or so weren't enough. But I do want to point something out, which is timely. And I am also sorry our our tenth uh, 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 season is beginning so late in the year. But I already have a box of uh, blueberry. And I've oh, been yeah. eating that. I was from... And I have got to be honest with you. I am very underwhelmed with the amount of marshmallows in it. I think the ratio has changed. I think your memory has just aged. Because I, I used to actually pull... I used to take the marshmallows out, eat the cereal, and then put the marshmallows into the colored milk, and then just have... All those wonderful bites at the end. I used to strategically... See, I'm already calling bullshit because if it was nothing but the oat stuff, it would just be like grayish, gross milk. There'd be no color in there yet. There's still color in there. Yeah, gray, gross. Marky, real real quick, did Dad ever come home after going to get that milk? Ooh. (laughs) I mean, you're just... (laughs) Which dad? (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So Casper Van Dien. Casper Van Dien. I guess nobody else Star wants to bite. Starship Troopers. Right, the, uh, yeah. Uh, and Salvage Mariners. Salvage Mariners, which eventually gave birth to the idea of Salvage uh, Marines, uh, based salvage on a Marines. book or book series. So at least they're, they've got a launching off point for their IP. Now, where can I go see this now? Because, spoiler alert, that interview was recorded more than a few months ago. The idea, yeah, apparently, was so, for it to go to popcornflicks.com, I think. I, no, I think the first, the, first, the first episode was on, or the first three or something was on Popcorn Flicks. I think I think he said so in the in the interview there. They yeah. Didn't so if you haven't already downloaded out. Popcorn Flicks, please do it now. <laughs> Actually, you don't have to because it's not on, or it's still on there. But the the rest of the series, I think, but it's now on Crackle. But if you do, we might get more interviews. But I do believe Popcorn Flicks yeah. is probably, as they I think, said something in the interview. It is part of Crackle. Oh, okay. I got Which, you. And uh, please go back and listen again, uh, listeners, because I certainly have. And then I think they said they were all owned by something called Salty. And I love wow, Salty is... Crackle Popcorn Flicks. And how do you spell that? <laughs> S-A-U-L space T? Or, or you go fancy, like S-A-U-L-T-I-E-R, and throw like a French accent over one of them vowels. Are there any umlauts? We can always put one in in salty. <laughs> salty. Anyway, point being, it is out there, uh, but in you know this double-edged sword of a beautiful and horrifying landscape of abundant content these days, even though this thing actually made its way to being created, uh-huh. unlike a couple of earlier horses we were betting on, yeah. Uh, and uh, sooner or later, I'm sure some investigative podcast will expose the fraud and or stymied success of uh, both nobility and space command. But for now... Or or the ultimate kiss and, of death that our show really yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. And, now and that we've touched morning, salvage serial. marines, it might be even harder. <laughs> but if, but I would, we, having seen the first three episodes, I mean, you've got nothing to lose, right? I mean, there's, there's, You're in. there's some yeah. action... If it, I mean, there's there's nothing to lose. Some of the graphics aren't as up to specs as you might think they would be, but the acting is a Avatar. lot closer than they would Avatar. have been in the '90s. Acting, give it that. Great, and the spirit story, is the like '90s. Story is is I would that's very nice. The story is the spirit of the books, right? And yeah. it's very close. It's captured, embodying, if you will, the spirit of the books. So there's, you've got nothing to lose. At least give the first three episodes a shot. Yeah, and if you like those, you can go ahead and Google it, like I have. And uh, while it tells you, you it's available on Crackle, Crackle gives you a good old-fashioned 404 error. Not a promising sign. <laughs> and then apparently, if you have subscription to, say, something like Philo, as a streaming service, I'm not. A, I'm kind of taking a guess. It's a streaming service. Checking it out. Philo means first in, last out. Ooh, Ooh. Well, it's spelled with a ph so, though. Oh, so, then, yeah. It is so how many tabs after Popcorn Flicks do I have to go down? Yeah, it's it's going to be a dive, and they all want your email address at the very least, Ooh. and I won't go Ooh. that far. 
<laughs> and Philo, P-H-I-L-O, uh, .com. Oh, they got Philo.com. Well done. Uh, okay. Purports to show, like, 60-plus <laughs> channels for $25 a month. I cannot tell you this is legal. They have, that, yes, that, That's what their website says? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I did I did make an editorial cut there, but uh, oh, okay. it basically screams that. Uh, so anyway, point being, it is so hard to even find things you like in this world of Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. I wish I could think of another good example off the top of my head without using Marvel or Disney. Well, it, it's even... Um, Can you try? Like, even, even if you get... I got a nosebleed. Like, even if you... Even if you have a big name like Casper Van Dien and you got a guy that could direct it, you got a guy that could do the special effects, and you actually produce it, and you go through all that stuff, or a gal, and and you and you go through that, <laughs> and it and it's actually something that's finished and it's got the rolling credits, you still got to get lucky enough for someone to dis, to distribute yep. it. Yep. Now, and there are a lot of... And that's where know, Philo comes in. That's where Philo, <laughs> Philo or even YouTube or whatever. all you don't want. Yeah, I mean, it's still like, you know, because there are episodes of Space Command that are that are created and they're ready. Hey, Marky, it's just, Marky also, you remember Nobility? Remember that one Comic-Con? Yeah, well, what, 2000... That one is... 16... Or something that was WonderCon, but yeah, yeah, we actually Get it got right. invited to the oh. to the premiere of episode of the pilot episode of Nobility. Some years later, a championed yep. by all the stars, including one semi-successful at the time, Cass Anvar. More on that later. Oh, Cass Joel Anvar! But the they story do. of yeah. we still have his official last interview ever. And Stay he's still tuned, alive, but. Uh, for the follow-up on that. We're, we're going to bring that to you. We're full days, of maybe, dubious maybe distinction over here. <laughs> Saturday morning cereal. Can we change the name of the but, podcast uh, to dubious distinction? <laughs> I love it. Du- yes, dubious distinction. I love Finally, it. Finally, nine years uh, yes, in, we've we settled were... on, a, on a title. Also, let's <laughs> go ahead and cut about five more words out of the intro. What do you guys think? Well, uh, we have. There's a lot of words that are out of it now. But um, but yeah, nah, but listen. So just to kind of finish that whole little story, uh, the you know we were invited to go to the premiere of the pilot episode. It was at WonderCon, and it was supposed to go on like at four o'clock with the panel. And they were supposed to. We were waiting there like in this little showroom for hours, literally hours. Somebody went and got a because it was around Halloween, so somebody went and got a bunch of Halloween candy. We were eating a bunch of candy. We we're staying up, and then. Uh, the producers ran in, um, and they like out of basically ran in, out of breath, sweaty as hell, yeah. and they basically. What happened was is that they were putting finishing touches in, and they just they lost the file or something crazy is what happened, and they were basically up for twenty four hours cutting this like emergency edited reel, and then they brought it in and we watched it and it was good it was fine it was there was nothing. It was a it was a it was a good show, um, you know, funny and a little low 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 budget, but in a like an endearing way, and um, it was just great to see it on the screen because we were involved in it so early. Now, the 
happy ending when it comes to the nobility series that you can at least i remember being able to because i've I've seen it i think they finished five episodes maybe six and you could see it on amazon i believe it was for free so it's probably still there i haven't looked in a while but and i'm going to save all of our listeners the grief of me trying to do so but let's assume that's easy to watch yeah but Space Command, they have one episode out. We don't know. This is going back for 10 years right now. It still seems like they still have some hopes of it coming out. But at this point, why? You know, all the are you just going to continue with all these actors 10 years older? I mean, it's... Um, and you're not getting Doug Jones anymore. This guy is makeup-free on one of the biggest shows. You're not getting cable. Doug Jones anymore. Yeah, we, we have. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think we did get him a second time. Later on, we did actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but those days have wasn't dried he in? Uh, I forgot what he was in, but yeah, we've actually talked to Doug Jones a couple of times, and um, and it was um, we were we have been a part over these last ten years a lot of these types of shows where you know it was talent that you saw like you know the guy in Starship Troopers or Michael Ironside or something like that. Like we we would oh both of those guys were in Starship Troopers, <laughs> um, but like. Uh, but we would we would get we our, our, our hands on this. Yeah, we would get our hands on the very unique, amazing talent. They were promoting something that was a little bit on the smaller scale. And we were giving them, you know, at least our airtime for whatever that was worth at the time. <laughs> and um, it's, you well, know. I believe Doug Jones was actually promoting two things on that first appearance. Anyway, wasn't there a... The the second time that we talked to Doug Jones, it was because he was on that TNT yes. um, alien invasion show, um, which did not progress Falling any Skies. further, I believe. He was on Falling Skies, I think, was the show, and that was a great show. That was a big that was a big show on TNT. I think it lasted four or five seasons, and um, but yeah, we've we've had these like touchstones over the last ten years. We've had some big guests. Um, we have a lot of them in the hopper right now. We've, you know, this is our least produced year. Um, and we hope to kind of make it up to you and, and finish strong um, 2022 and heading into our 10th season. So, you know, hang in there with us. Uh, you know, we're still keeping the lights on and paying the bills. Yeah. Although I'm not, I'm not paying the host. <laughs> So yeah, here's to uh, ten more seasons. Well, here, well, technically nine here's more to, seasons. Uh, here's to desperation being a stinky cologne. But uh, I think what Mark is saying: don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah, get it made, produce, make something. Yeah. I think we're and we, the, we all agree, part. even if half-heartedly. Who cares? Uh, there's only room for a few Spielbergs out there. Uh, and we're already the Spielbergs of podcasting, so don't bother coming for this throne, bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when we started, there was us and like Mark Marin, and that was it. Wow. Like, I mean, now it's. I mean, Conan O'Brien's doing podcasts now. I mean, the guy was on NBC, got kicked off of there. Went on TBS, got kicked off of there, and now he's doing a <laughs> podcast. So. He's the on most our tail. Hated now. entertainer in America, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I know. Trying to invade <laughs> our can't. space. Yeah, good luck getting just, some lessons, Conan. He just he just can't keep a job that guy. Yeah. 
But, but um, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, so yeah. this has been a fun episode. Before we go, we did want to announce we're probably switching to a true crime format. Uh, <laughs> maybe baking if we can get some video worked out. Uh, but beyond that, hey, I want to thank you guys. If you've listened to one episode, if you listen to all, I don't know, 65 that we've produced over no, nine years. I think it's 160. I don't remember. I can look it up, but I don't want See, to. See, we're, we're casual fans as well. So we want to thank all of you who might be hearing these words. Uh, and honestly, I could go on because I'm very good at improv and being clever and what's. But honestly, I think that's about enough of this. That is about Can't agree enough more. of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this.